in the valley to pray, studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, brothers, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, brothers, let's go down, down in the valley to pray. I went down in the valley to pray, studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, sisters, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, sisters, let's go down, down in the valley to pray. I went down in the valley to pray and studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, children, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, children, let's go down, down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray. Hello and welcome to my little house of prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I am so very glad that you could join me today. Let's open in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we come together in your name to chew on the word of God to hide it deep within our hearts that we may not sin against you. Lord, please anoint the words in my lips as we go into our discussion today. Let it touch the hearts, minds, and lives of your people, Lord. Those who have answered the call and those who are going to answer the call to a relationship with a one true and living God, Adonai. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I'm going to ask y'all to pray, not only for rain in our country and all over the world, but for the firefighters that are going out to fight these fires. Oh, pray for a protection over them and come in agreement that we will get rain so that these fires cannot spark up anymore. That the Lord of heaven and earth the creator of it all. Let us have wind and rain, but not too much wind to blow these fires out of control. I'm being specific with you because the word of God says to be specific when you pray. In faith, believing that he can and will and has done it. So thank you. We are still studying 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's read. 
Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity. But rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. We are looking at verse 13. And now abideth faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. So now we have learned what love is and is not. We have learned how to walk in love towards one another. So why would Paul feel the need to finish with this verse? Because in order to show love... We have to be abiding in that love, the love of God. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 10. Beloved, let us love one another, for the love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. John chapter 15, verse 4 through 11. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you accept ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, 
you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. That my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. I want us to look at the definition of the word abide. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, as a transitive verb, it means to bear patiently, tolerate, to endure without yielding, withstand, to wait for, await, to accept without objection. As an intransitive verb, it means to remain stable or fixed in a state, to continue in a place, sojourn. As abider noun phrases, it means abide by, to conform to, to accept without objection, to acquiescence in. Did you know abide has abided in the English language since before the 12th century, picking up along the way several meanings and inflections that are now rare or no longer in use? For instance, one of abide's former meanings was to stop, and its former past participle was abided whereas we now use abided or abode. Today, abide often turns up in the phrase can't abide, to say that someone cannot tolerate or accept something. The expression abide by, which means to accept and be guided by something, is also common. Related terms include abiding, meaning continuing for a long time or not changing as in an abiding friendship. Abidance, continuance, or the act or process of doing what you have been asked or ordered to do, and abode, the place where someone lives. I absolutely love Psalm 91, verse 1 through 2. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. And Acts 5, 12-15, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest durst no man join himself to them. But the people magnified them, and believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets, and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. You see, according to Psalm 91, it wasn't Peter's shadow that was going about doing miracles. It was the shadow of the Almighty 
that Peter was abiding under. He had chosen to walk with the presence of the Lord, to have a relationship with the one and only true and living God. You know, people get their eyes fixed on what they can see, things that manifest in the natural. You see, all the apostles had a relationship with the Lord. People don't see the suffering, fasting, and prayer that they went through all day, every day, in order to experience the miracles. People don't know the sacrifice of doing only what the Father says to do and saying only what the Father says to say. How they had to train their ears to hear His voice and His voice alone. This was the first thing He wanted me to learn, that I would know that I know when it was Him. I couldn't decide to go with the scripture, scripture first or the dream first. So let's read the scripture that the Lord gave me after the dream first. Luke chapter 9 verse 51 through 62. And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, You know not what manner of spirit you are. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury the, their dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee. But let me first go bid them farewell, which are not at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. You see, the dream came after I was first saved. When I was saved, I told the Lord that He didn't stop halfway in saving me. Therefore, I didn't want to stop halfway in serving Him. I didn't want a title or a specific ministry. I was completely content with the title, Child of the One True and Living God. I didn't want to put Him in a box on how or when He chose to use me for His glory. 
since then, I can truly say that we have had an awesome time together. The good, the bad, the ugly. Well, during the year 1995, the Lord decided to speak with me in a dream. The dream went like this. I was outside and it was a night it was nighttime. There were trees surrounding this A-frame home. Tornadoes began to surround the home. That is when I went inside. When I was inside, I heard, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. His head speaks of his righteous authority or headship. I woke up crying uncontrollably. Lord, I want you to be able to rest your head everywhere I am at. Please feel free to rest in my home. At the time, I did not have the understanding that I do now. At the time, I was thinking of my natural home, although that was the response he was looking for. It was not exactly what he was talking about. 1 Corinthians 6.19 What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and you are not your own? The temple of God houses the Lord himself. But the Lord led me to this scripture. Psalm 110, verse 1-4 the Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauties of holiness, from the womb of the morning. Thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. This is where I learned about his headship. He is holy and righteous. He wants his headship authority to rest on us. But we have to invite him to do so. Then we are to obey his righteous authority in order to keep his headship resting on us. I want this and will do whatever he asks to remain in his righteous presence. I know we're supposed to be discussing verse 13. How is this relating to verse 13? Well, we have to learn to abide. Well, Looking at the definitions to the word abide in verse 13, to bear patiently, tolerate, endure without yielding, withstand, to wait for, await, to accept without objection, to remain stable or fixed in a state, to continue in a place, sojourn, abide by, to conform to, to accept without objection, to acquiescence in, we can begin to get a picture of how the Lord wants us to wants to abide with us, in us, and through us. He says that although faith, hope, and love abide with us, 
the greatest or defining factor is love. If God is love and he wants to dwell with, in, and through us, this should make a clear picture that without love there is no faith or hope. I can testify of this because it was the love of God that came my way and brought salvation to me. My life has never been the same. He is still teaching me to love like he does. I believe this scripture condenses 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's look at Galatians 5 verse 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. So, if you do not know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you are not abiding with the Lord's authority and headship, ruling, resting, and reigning over you, if you are not abiding under the shadow of His wings, let me introduce you to Him. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that he was born of a virgin, lived as God among us, was crucified, died, buried, and rose again on the third day for the salvation of all creation. That you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to the mirror of the law of the Lord. Ask him for his forgiveness for all of your sins and call them out to him. Thank him for his forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. Then repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice-making decisions. Let him influence your choice-making decisions as you get in his holy word. Ask him to be Lord over your life. I want to pray this prayer with you, but this is just an outline. The real work begins after I pray with you because it is a very personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you were born of a virgin. You lived as God among us, was crucified, died, and buried. You rose again on the third day for the salvation of all creation. I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to abide in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you have made the decision to give your life to Jesus, let me be one of the first to welcome you to the body of Christ. All of heaven is greatly rejoicing over your decision today. Please let me know of your decision today. I want to pray for you and with you. If this message has brought up any questions, or spoke to you in some way, or if you have any prayer requests, please let me know by commenting below, private messaging me, 
or you can email me at my number one little AFMP at AOL.com. I would greatly love to hear from you. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth will always love you more. Also, remember that you are called for a purpose and you are loved by the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this moment in time where we learned about ab abiding in under your wings, Lord God. That you, how to allow your authority, your headship to rule, reign, and abide in us. That, Lord God, we would desire to do what it takes. Do whatever you ask in order for that headship and authority to abide with us. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, amen. Down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray.